I don't have an introduction today. I thought the best way to start this podcast is the words of a Marine named uh, Graham Allen. Um, He had some rather choice words about Pride Month and the spectacle that the Biden administration put on. Let's listen to him. All right, I just want to say a couple things about this abomination that was put along the same level as our stars and stripes, the American flag. I want to say this, not only is this a cult and it has taken over our entire country, not one veteran fought for this flag, not one person bled for this flag, not one person died for this flag. This flag does not represent equality, love, freedom for all. This flag is a cult a religion that is taking over our country like a pandemic. We already had one, the red, the white, the blue. It it represented equality for everyone. It represented everything this country actually stands for. And this is a slap in the face to all Americans. This is a slap in the face to anyone who ever wore the uniform. And this is a cult and it is a sickness in America. I hate to say it, Couldn't have said it better myself. He's absolutely correct. Let's get into that. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. My flu is not going away. I cannot hear a thing, so if I start screaming in the microphone, it's because I have no way to measure depth, tone. I have no way to measure volume. I'm way off here. The only way I can do this is by looking at my uh, application that records this and seeing where my voice is. So it's really difficult to hear right now. Uh, So let's get to our stories. Uh, Here's some news. Um, Theodore Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, died on Friday at the age of 81. Uh, Kaczynski, I'm sorry, Saturday, he was found dead at the Federal Medical Center in uh, Federal Medical Center Butner in Butner, North Carolina by the Federal Bureau of, Impris- uh, of Prisons. Uh, his cause of death was not released, but there are rumors right now that it was suicide. Now, he wasn't the healthiest guy in the world. He was 81 years old. Um, the guy was stuck at the Supermax in Florence, Colorado. He was already insane, but that kind of can make you more insane. So it's very possible that he did kill himself, especially if he was going to get out of there and be shipped back to Colorado. Um, here, here's I'm going to take a leap and say this. No one cares. This guy has been in prison for 17 years. He was a, I'll call it, a piece of shit. Now, a little bit about him. He was a Harvard-trained mathematician. He was supposed to be brilliant. He got hooked on this environmental thing, like a lot of people did. And he started sending bombs through the mail. He At first, he started with university professors because he didn't believe that they were preaching the right narratives. And that's how he got the name Unabomber. University, Una. Okay, then he started trying to bomb planes. He killed three people, injured 23. Uh, He ended up being caught because they released his manifesto. Uh, The FBI released his manifesto, hoping that someone would identify him. His brother ended up identifying him. They found him in a little shack with no electricity, no power, no running water. The guy lived on rabbits that he hunted. And 
he was a piece of crap. So he was sentenced again, life in prison. What's what's tragic here is that this son of a bitch lived for 17 years. That they didn't just gas him or electrocute him and end him. He was a terrible human being. He was never going to stop. He admitted he was never going to stop. So I hope you rot in hell, you piece of shit. All right. Let's get to our first story. Uh, so here we go again. 37 more indictments for Donald Trump. That's right. Here is uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith uh, making the announcement on Friday, uh, on Thursday, excuse me. The actual indictments were were released on Friday. We'll go over them real quick. Uh, I I hate to say it, they're not great. So let's let's listen to Jack Smith. This is a little longer, but let's hear what he's got to say. Today, an indictment was unsealed charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice, and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country and they apply to everyone. Applying those laws, collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Nothing more and nothing less. The prosecutors in my office are among the most talented and experienced in the Department of Justice. They have investigated this case hewing to the highest ethical standards, and they will continue to do so as this case proceeds. It's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. To that end, my office will seek a speedy trial in this matter, consistent with the public interest and the rights of the accused. We very much look forward to presenting our case to a jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. In conclusion, I would like to thank the dedicated public servants of the Federal Bureau of Investigation with whom my office is conducting this investigation and who work tirelessly every day upholding the rule of law in our country. I'm deeply proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Now, I got to say something here, and this may actually shock some people. I did read the indictment, and I did read a lot of the news stories out there. A lot of the news stories are going after Jack Smith. Um, and Jack Smith's got some, he's got some skeletons in the closet. He's far lefty. Yes, he's, he's taken, he's taken cases to the Supreme Court and he's lost 9-0. I, he's, yeah, he's, 
as far as a lawyer goes, he's not much. As far as an investigator goes, you can be a very good investigator and a real crappy lawyer. So I'm not really sure what it is, but I think after reading the indictment, we need to be very careful with going after Jack Smith. Was this political? Of course it was. There's no question it was political, especially since the standard was set after Hillary Clinton's email server was forgotten. But we'll get into that in a few minutes. First off, let's go to Fox News because they go over the indictment pretty well. And I am not exactly sure how to present an indictment, and they do a good job. So let's take a look at Fox News. Uh, Trump first announced that he had been indicted on Thursday night. Trump told Fox News Digital he will plead not guilty. The indictment states that Trump, as president, had lawful access to the most sensitive classified documents and national defense information gathered and owned by the United States government, including information from agencies that comprise the United States intelligence community and the United States Department of Defense. Now, this is something that we have not talked too much about, is that everyone assumed it was like napkins signed by people and notes from Kim Jong-un. Apparently, that's not what he had. He had a lot of stuff. Something like 37, 38 boxes of crap, including plans for attacking certain countries, uh, scenarios where we get into war with certain countries, things that were not good, (laughs) okay? So, things that were different. Now, continuing, let's read what the indictment said. Quote, over the course of his presidency, Trump gathered newspapers press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials in cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials Trump stored in his boxes were hundreds of classified documents. The classified documents Trump stored in the boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries. That's bad. United States nuclear programs. That's bad potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack. That's bad. And plans for possible retaliation in response to foreign attack. That's bad. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military, and human sources and the continued debt spies, and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. Um, Later on in the indictment, it said this. In July 2021, at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, called the Bedminster Club, during an audio-recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Trump showed and described a, a plan of attack that Trump said he was prepared for him prepared for him by the Department of Defense and senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret, the indictment said. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't. You know, but this is secret. Okay, this is bad. So he's going online. He's he's actually recorded saying that these are classified materials, and he couldn't declassify it, but he didn't. He should have. 
Well, that's bad because he's actually saying before that he had declassified it out of midair. Now, that was a stupid argument. You can't just declassify something by snapping your fingers. But he said he did declassify it. Now he's admitting on tape, and I want to hear this tape. I haven't heard it, that he did not declassify it. The, the uh, story continues. Trump is charged with 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information, including documents concerning White House intelligence briefings related to various foreign countries, documents concerning military capabilities of, for, of a foreign country, and the U.S. with handwritten annotation in black marker, a June 2020 document concerning nuclear capabilities of foreign countries, an October 21, 2018 document concerning communications with a leader of a foreign country, not sure what that is, an undated document concerning the military contingency planning of the United States, a document from December 2019 concerning foreign country support of terrorist acts against U.S. interests, an undated document concerning nuclear weaponry of the U.S., an undated document concerning the timeline and details of an attack in a foreign country, and more. That foreign country, by the way, is assumed to be, or I, I say assumed because I, we don't really know, but Iran is what they're talking about. Trump is also charged with conspiracy to obstruct justice. This is going to be a tough one for him. The indictment says the purpose of the conspiracy was for Trump to, quote, keep classified documents he had taken with him from the White House and to hide and conceal them from a federal grand jury. That's not good. None of that stuff is good. And suddenly, we're not talking, we're not talking about he had a note from Kim Jong-un. This guy actually had classified data. Now, continuing. Now, I know a bunch of you who are listening to this, you're saying, well, what about Hillary? Oh, we'll get to that. All right. We're looking at this right now. We're not looking at Hillary. What Hillary did was illegal, too. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to that. The indictment continues, quote, The statements and representations set forth above were false, as Trump knew, because Trump had directed that boxes be removed from the storage room before Trump Attorney 1 conducted the June 2, 2022 search for documents with classification markings, so that Trump Attorney 1's search would not and did not include all of Trump's boxes that were removed from the White House. Trump's attorneys, Trump Attorney 1's search would not and did not locate all the documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena, and all responsive documents were not provided to the FBI and the grand jury for, for certification. In fact, after July 3, 2022, more than 100 documents with classification markings remained at the Mar-a-Lago Club until the FBI search on August 8th, 2022. Okay, again, I've read the indictment. These are serious charges. If 50% of this is true, uh, Donald Trump should go to jail. Okay? I mean, listen, we're going to go into the political thing of the nature. And that's one of the first things we need to look at. Is all of this stuff true? If it's true, he broke the law. Period. End of story. And I'm not, I'm looking at this in a vacuum. I'm not, I'm ignoring everything else that happened in the world. Okay. This is illegal. Now the president, let's go over 
some of the problems the prosecution may have. Okay, there are problems. First off, he was the president, and he's currently leading the primaries to become the Republican uh, to become the Republican nominee. This is uncharted territory. Now, president, the president can declassify material. The problem Trump is going to have here is that he didn't declassify the material. And if they do have him recorded stating he didn't declassify the material, that's it. Now, he can declassify anything. But if he didn't declassify something and it turns out it's something like scenarios concerning World War III, yeah, he's going to have a real hard time. He'd have a real hard time declassifying that stuff in the first place. It'd, be, it'd have to go against his advisors. But he still can do it. So this is going to be a problem. We're in uncharted territory here politically. And it depends on the judge you have. Let's just say he gets convicted. This could go straight to an appeals court. And the appeals court may not even know what to do with this. This is this is heading to the Supreme Court. Because I can't believe he's not going to get convicted on some of this stuff. I can't believe all 37 charges are not legitimate. And that's why I say, well, let's not talk about Jack Smith here. Because Jack Smith just did some investigating. He's not taking the court, the case, in front of the jury. Um, the other thing, uh, we still don't know the content of the documents. Just, again, is this guy telling the truth? All we know is that he had a bunch of boxes. Okay? Uh, that's all we know. Now, a lot of people will talk about intent. Here's the reality. Intent is not relevant when it comes to classified documents. If there's an accident, you can still go to jail. Now, whether you throw a, a former president in jail, um, I don't know. But this is really bad. So politically, this is this is really bad. We have to see what those documents are. And he's going to have to present those documents. So, I mean, if they are that serious, he's going to have to present them. And those documents are not, are still classified. So this is some pretty serious stuff. I mean... I tell you, this guy did a good job if, if all this stuff is true. If all this stuff is true, I don't see how Trump stays out of jail. Um, now, this does seem like election interference. Now, that's not a basis for someone being innocent. At him be running for president and being a former president doesn't change a damn thing. By the way, again, I'm looking at this in a vacuum. Forget Hillary. Forget Joe Biden. Forget Mike Pence. Okay, this is this is the thing. It doesn't matter if he's running for president. It doesn't matter if if he is was president. It's still illegal. The problem is politically, it looks like election interference. It also looks like a diversion from the failures of this country. Don't forget, this is Joe Biden, Joe Biden's DOJ that has thrown this up there. This looks like a malicious prosecution. It looks like election interference. So politically, this isn't a great thing for Joe Biden. And looking at Trump's poll numbers, which have gone up, yeah, it's not great. But here's the thing. Um, this does make President Trump rather open to attacks here. I don't want President Trump to be president. 
I, it, mostly it's because of his age, because he is polarizing. He says and does stupid shit all the time. I don't think he's a serious candidate. But I'm, I appear to be alone. 40 to 45% of the Republican, actually it's closer to 60% of the Republican Party, think that, no, he's perfect. Now, understand something. I'm an independent. I'm not a registered Republican. But that's going to be a real issue. Um, now, the other thing is intent. Again, does intent need to be proved? Now, with the case in New York, yeah, you have to prove intent there. Okay, here's the problem. You don't have to improve uh, prove intent. This is the problem with Hillary Clinton. Okay, and there a lot was going to come up with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton mishandled documentation by having her uh, server in her house and in her bathroom and mishandling classified information. And one of the things James Comey said was, well, she didn't intend to do that. Um, no, the law is very clear. Intent doesn't matter here. It's, did you mishandle classified documents? It could be on purpose. It can be an accident. It doesn't matter. So intent here, this guy did a great job. He made it very clear that intent doesn't really make any difference here. He mishandled documents and that's it. Okay, yes, everyone's going to say, well, Hillary did too and nothing happened to her. Hillary should be in jail for 20 years. According to this indictment, if if some of it's if half of it's true, Trump should be spending twenty years in prison. Okay, and then of course there's the other political stuff, and, and this political stuff can't be ignored. This is Biden's DOJ that's prosecuting. J- uh, Joe Biden, Mike Pence, dealt with classified documents. The difference is those guys were ne- never president. Joe Biden's classified documents came about when he was a senator, when he was a vice president. He never had the rights to have those documents. Why aren't they going after him? Why didn't they go over Hillary Clinton and her email server? Again, she was never an elected official. She was a, uh, she was a secretary of state. She was appointed. Why wasn't she prosecuted? All of this stuff, yeah, it looks really bad for the Biden administration which is why um, Trump's polls are going up. Finally, the Hunter Biden fiasco. What Joe Biden, he said it this week, he thinks Trump should be put to death for this. I think that's hyperbole. No, I don't think he should be put to death for this. But if you're going to talk about corruption by a former president, I think this president should walk on glass here. This guy is the most corrupt president we've had. I don't know a president that's more corrupt than this one. Barack Obama, he makes Barack Obama look good, and Barack Obama was a corrupt president. So I think this is a this is really ugly. I don't think any of this thing this helps Trump in an election. Not the primaries. Forget the primaries. I would not vote for Trump in the primaries if I could vote in the primaries in California. I still would not vote for Trump. I'd vote for Ron DeSantis and every day and twice on Sunday. But I would vote for Trump during the the general election. The question is, are there other independent voters out there that are going to be so disgusted with Joe Biden that they're actually going to vote for Donald Trump? I don't know. I really don't know. So this is 
It's a mess for Trump. This is definitely a mess for Trump. He's on his way to Miami, which, by the way, Miami in Florida is a very left-wing city. Not quite as left-wing as it used to be. It did go Republican in the last election, but it's still a very left-wing city. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, 37 charges. I have a hard time believing he's going to get away with this one. I really don't. Okay, well, (coughs) speaking of other disgusting stuff, the Biden administration decided to hold a pride event at the White House. I think after seeing and hearing what this administration did for this event, we can now say officially that this trans thing, this LGBTQI plus poop emoji ideology has become the new ideology of the United States. It has become the official religion of the United States. Hell, the United States flag was pissed on at this event. Now, here's the problem Joe Biden has. 90% of the people in this country, including Democrats, don't buy this shit. They really don't like it. Now, I'm exaggerating. It's probably around 75, 76%. But most people don't buy it. They think it's evil. And in his speeches this weekend, you can tell that Joe Biden doesn't necessarily believe it. But this ideology is infecting everything. We don't have enough time today to talk about it, but California? Hey, if you've got kids in California, get the F out. It's going to be bad. We'll talk about that tomorrow. California is going absolutely to hell in a handbasket. All right, so here's Jill Biden. Here's Jill Biden opening up this this event, um, <laughs> doing what Joe Biden does all the time, demonizing ninety percent of the country. Let's listen. Welcome to the White House. We know that this year's Pride is caught between the push and pull of progress. Outside the gates of this house are those who want to drag our country backwards and so many battles yet to be brave. But today, we're not here to be strong. We're not here to be courageous, even though for so many of you, just coming to this event is an act of bravery. Today, we are here to find joy. Pride is progress, huh? So, in other words, it's progress to decimate our population by cutting off and sterilizing boys and girls under the age of 18. That's progress. I mean, right now, we're below the uh, population replacement line. We're at 1.8 children per couple. Yeah, that's not good. That's progress, though, according to this Biden administration. Um, Also, bravery? Bravery, how? To go somewhere and celebrate something that everyone around you is celebrating? That the the leader of the country is celebrating? That's bravery? I am so sick and tired of hearing, you know, you got to be brave. You're brave. You're so brave by putting on a dress. Okay. And then discounting all those who are actually brave. We'll get to that. Okay, and then Joe Biden comes in, and of course, he's got to demonize everybody. And last December, we felt such pride here in the South Lawn when I signed the historic Respect for Marriage Act. It protects the marriage of same-sex and interracial couples. 
But for all the progress we've made, we know, we know real, change, real challenges still remain. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America. <laughs> That's why the Congress must pass and send me the Equality Act to qualify protections for the LGBT community. Same-sex marriage was rolled on before Joe Biden became president. Uh, and no one is after interracial marriage. It's all bullshit. And, you know, I hope no one's after interracial marriage. I'm in an interracial marriage right now. My fiancé is uh, my wife. Excuse me. My wife is Mexican. She's a Mexican citizen. And, you know, that means a lot. I'm, I'm a white supremacist, Remember? By the way, it's already illegal to kick someone out of a business because of their sexual orientation. In other words, you know, being legal, getting married and then getting kicked out of a restaurant because you're married to some guy, that shit doesn't happen. It's already illegal. You can't do that. It's just this guy sits back. It's just like we're not lynching gay people or trans people. That stuff is not happening. If it was happening, if this was happening, it would be on the news every five minutes for two years. Just like January 6th. I mean, they're still talking about the Charleston white supremacist attack. That happened seven years ago. You think somebody getting kicked out of a restaurant because they're gay is not something we'd be talking about? Absolutely incredible. Okay, and by the way, the Equality Act. He, he sat back and he talked about, well, the Equality Act, we've got to pass the Equality Act. Well, nobody wants the Equality Act. I got news to you. People who think the Equality Act sounds great probably don't want the Equality Act because you've got to read it. First off, it allows men into women's restrooms and locker rooms. It allows men into women's sports. It allows children to be drugged and mutilated. That's one of the reasons why it will never show up on his desk. Even Democrats know that the Equality Act is not something they can pass. It's not something they're even going to vote on. It won't happen. And they don't want to vote on it because they know it'll be a controversial bill. So, but this is a talking point. The equality, they don't want equal rights. All those white supremacists, bigots, xenophobe, racist, whatever. They don't want equality. Yeah, that's not what the act says. Okay, so let's see. Let's listen to what he says here. I have no idea what he says here. Let's listen to what he says here. I recognize for a lot of folks across this country, maybe it's not you, your kid, your family member, going through whatever a transgender child and family is going through. But I think we all agree, if it were you, You'd want the space to figure it out with your family and your doctor not being told by anybody. I want to send a message to the entire community, especially to transgender children. You are loved. You are heard. You are understood. And you belong. Yeah, um, that's right. Listen, uh, you know, if a, first off, there's no such thing as a transgender child. Let's call it what it is. There, there, you, you, have a mental, you have a mental problem. That mental problem is called, transgen, is called gender dysphoria. 
It's actually a pretty common problem. And most kids grow out of it. Maybe they need some help from a psychiatrist. There is no such thing as a trans child. That is just utter bullshit. Uh, next, yeah, we no one disagrees that a child suffering from trans from gender dysphoria should be helped, and that doctors should get involved and and parents should be involved. No one's arguing that. What we're arguing against is going in and sterilizing them with drugs and cutting off boobs and genitals. We don't want boobs and balls cut off. That's what we're saying. That's not treating gender dysphoria. That's buying into their gender dysphoria, which, by the way, most of them will grow out of and realize, what the hell did I just do? That's what we're saying. And then we'll go a step further. Stop sexualizing the kids. Stop teaching this shit in, in schools. Stop teaching them how to use dildos and the, the beauties of anal sex. Yes, they are doing that in schools. Stop. Get that crap out of the classroom. Listen, I have, I have grandkids. Josie's got grandkids. My wife. And I've seen my grandkids and her grandkids do things that they we've never done. And where did you learn that? They're learning it in the schools. And the parents are saying, yeah, no, that's where they're getting it. Because that's shit we never do. And it's disturbing. It's really disturbing. Okay, but that wasn't the worst thing he said. And he couldn't have timed this worse if he needed to. Of course, he's got to talk about how brave it is for men to put on dresses. We all talk about courage. Well, I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen at any time in the recent past. Yeah, it's not brave to, for a man to put on a dress. I, I got news for you. Um, that's like saying that mentally ill homeless person on the streets, that's bravery. I, that's not bravery. That's, you've got a mental problem and you're on the streets. Putting on a dress is not brave. You've got a mental problem and you feel like putting on a dress. That's not bravery. And it's not bravery to put on your dress in front of the President of the United States. And he's supporting you. That's not bravery. You know what's brave? To sit back and say a man is, is not can never be a woman. That's brave. A woman cannot be a man. That's brave. You can get kicked off of all social media. You can lose your job for not using the right pronouns. That's bravery. To sit back and say, I'm not tolerating this shit. That's bravery. And by the way, that is the worst time statement he could make. Do you know what happened on January 6th? That was three days before this event. It was the 79th anniversary of the storming of Normandy, or D-Day. This is when American, British, and Canadian forces invaded France to root out Nazi Germany from France. 4,400 troops died that day. Twenty Over 2,500 were American. But according to this moron, these were not the bravest people. It was, it's the guys that dress up in dresses. Of course... You can't have a you can't have a Joe Biden speech without a flub. Now I don't think this was a flub. I mean they were making fun of it. The right was making fun of it online. Uh, 
But I don't think it was a flub. I thought it was actually really accurate. And I think he actually believes this. Let's listen. As Commander-in-Chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. Now, a lot of people, they were laughing at him. Uh, and you know something? I, I don't think there's anything to laugh at. This is what Joe Biden believes. These people wearing the dresses and the over-the-top makeup, they're a bunch of freaking clowns. And I think he actually believes that. I think he was looking at that audience with a bunch of men wearing with beards, wearing makeup and dresses. He actually sees them as nothing more than clowns. So, you know, good for him for telling the truth. And that's the whole thing when you go, de you go demented, when you go senile, is there is no filter between brain and mouth. And I think he just said what he thought. He looked around and he said, oh, these are a bunch of clown jesters, bunch of clowns. Why else would he use the word jester? Well, that's kind of an odd word to mistake. But there's more. Just to show you, because I had mentioned, this is a takeover. This is a proclamation that the gender ideology, that this trans LGBTQI plus poop emoji ideology is the state ideology, the federal ideology of the land. The Biden administration did something really disgusting. They put the pride flag in front of the White House, in the middle, and to the left and to the right was the United States flag, the American flag. The pride flag was the center. It was the prominent flag on the grounds. This is against protocol. And you're right to think it. I was shocked and couldn't believe what I saw. Whenever you, you look at a stage and there's an American flag, the American flag is always on the right side of the stage, which is, if you're facing the stage, it's your left. That's because the flag always has to have the dominant and needs to be always on the right. But this president, this administration, made the United States flag the submissive flag. That's why that clip I played in the beginning was so important because this guy said we never fought for this piece of shit flag. It's a sickness. It's a virus. It's a cult. It's he's right, completely right. So just to just to read you the the flag, this was cited on a Twitter by a guy named Tom Fitton. It's U.S. flag code Article Seven, Part E, which reads. Quote, the flag of the United States of America should be at the center and at the highest point of the group when the number of flags of the states or the localities or pennants of societies are grouped and displayed from staffs. He completely violated that, that tenant. He put the pride flag in the center. It was higher than the American flag and the American flag was kind of off to the side in a subject, submissive role. So I think one thing we can agree, this president hates the country. He doesn't care about this country. He sees leadership. He sees him being a senator, vice president, now president, as a money-making scheme. He is a corrupted old man. And forget the fact that he's also senile. But he's a corrupted piece of shit. And he's trying to change. Ben Shapiro today said it's a coup. This is a coup.
our country's ideology, which has always been based on Judeo-Christian morality and ethics and, um, uh, and Greek ethics, is now being thrown completely out the window. Oh, we got, we got way more to talk about tomorrow. I just don't have the time today. But the first thing we need to do today is we need to talk about all those companies that are joining in on this pride bullshit. And there are a bunch of them. So let's go over them. Skittles, the candy, Pottery Barn, which I didn't even know that existed anymore. Girl Scouts. Wow. Girl Scouts, really? They're trying to replace girls with boys, and they decide to go for that. Uh, the Gap, which is not a shock. They're a very leftist organization. Albertson's Grocery Stores actually had a pride display. That was a kind of a shocker. The CIA. The Defense Department. By the way, the CIA and Defense Department, they don't believe in that shit either. But, hey, they got to go for it. Lockheed Martin. Nothing says B-1 bomber like a guy in a dress. Uh, Cracker Barrel. I think I mentioned this last week, but Nike. Well, Nike's going way out of its way. And by the way, Nike, a very far leftist organization. The Nike CEO admitted that they are actually a Chinese company. They're not an American company, even though they were founded in Washington State and all their headquarters are in the United States. Me personally, I'd ask Nike, get the hell out then. But Nike, <coughs> USA Network, the cable news network, WWE, talk about not really knowing your fans, your fan base. WWE was celebrating Pride Day. And actually, they were celebrating it on the USA Network, which hosts them. Banana Republic, Kellogg's. Tony the Tiger was posing with a uh, with uh, Dylan Mulvaney this weekend, and finally McDonald's. Not a shock. Again, you walk into McDonald's, you're not going to see Pride Happy Meals or anything, but you know it's the months early. Maybe maybe that will show up. Again, am I telling you to boycott all these stores? No, not all of them. But I'm telling you one thing: if you had the choice between McDonald's and let's say Burger King, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, or uh, uh, Jack-in-a-box. Why don't you just go to Jack-in-a-box? Go to uh, Carl's Jr. Is, or Hardee's. It has better food anyway. I like McDonald's. And Skittles? Who the hell needs Skittles? Pottery Barn? Who the hell needs Pottery Barn? If you're a girl, I definitely stay away from Girl Scouts. Keep my daughter away from that. So you, there are things you can do. Just, just you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to have Skittles. I'll get M&M's, which does the same thing, by the way. Or I'll get Sweet Tarts or something else. And it's not a boycott. It's just I'm not going to have any unless I really want them. We can't boycott at all. But we are doing major damage. Ask Bud Light. Ask Target. Control the narrative with the pocketbook. That's it. And yes, I know it's white supremacist and economic terrorism. Okay. It's white supremacy and economic terrorism. Good for me. All right. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. I know this was long. I got news for you. I got a lot more to talk about. Have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.